everyone, and welcome back to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm your host, James. Today's song is the final track on Fall Out Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. It is called Parker Lewis Can't Lose, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And if I may, um, Parker Lewis uh, Can't Lose was the name of a TV show that was on from 1990 to 1993. In the last season, it was just called Parker Lewis. Really? They changed the name bef- like mid-series? I think basically they were like, this show's too weird, so let's unweird it slightly. It's sort of like... um. Uh, it, like like uh, Grey's, calling it Grey's as, a, as opposed to Grey's Anatomy. Sure, but then, like, officially changing the entire name to Grey's. Yeah. I don't or, know. I, I feel like, like the fact that they... Sure, okay. I feel like the fact that they shortened the name of the show, yeah. and yet Fallout Boy not only used the entire name of the show, but also added on to it, right. is maybe the most Fallout Boy thing I've ever heard. Well, and, and it's not our featured lyric, but I don't understand what the title means, because like, Parker Lewis can't lose, but I'm going to give it my best shot. To make Parker Lewis lose, or Parker Lewis can't lose, but I'm going to give it my best shot, because I can lose, and all I can do is give it my best shot. Yeah, I don't know. That's I've a always, good question. Thanks. I've always interpreted it as the former, but uh, listening to it and sort of thinking about it tonight, I think it's possibly the la- the latter. I've never thought about it. And Genius.com says only that the song's title is a reference to the 1990 sitcom Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah. So The Genius.com page for this song is unhelpful in a number of different ways. You know, the Genius.com page for most of this album is pretty unhelpful. Yeah. And the thing is that it's unhelpful in a way that um, it's not even like, oh, someone added something and it's unhelpful and someone reported it as being unhelpful because you can do that on Genius. Right. It's basically like, I think there's like one woman who, or girl or, or whatever, who is updating the Genius for this album and then no one is checking or QCing or doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish so Pete Wentz checks the genius for their songs periodically and comments and stuff. So I wish he would do that for this album. But given that he wants to pretend this album didn't happen, yeah. I'm not surprised that he has not checked in and been like, uh, hey, this is actually what all of these songs that Patrick wrote mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, the the song doesn't appear to have anything to do I have not seen Parker Lewis can't lose so Same. I don't know if the song has anything to do with it Probably. from what I could tell on my research it does not have anything to do with anything basically uh think Ferris Bueller and you're getting pretty close is what the Wikipedia article told me right in fact Fox actually had a Ferris Bueller TV show which I think we talked about on Newsies Minute uh, that they aired basically to compete with Parker Lewis can't lose because it was so similar to Ferris Bueller right so, I mean, for all I know, Parker Lewis Can't Lose was something that one of them watched with the person that this lyric or that the, that this song is about. I, I don't I don't know. Moving Pictures um, was originally uh, about how they kept interrupting during their watching of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I've got an entire notebook of poetry I wrote in high school that is named things that have nothing to do with the actual poem oh because it's the thing that i was thinking about at the time that i wrote the poem i thought that was what you called the collection 
Oh, things, things that, have, that nothing have nothing to, to do with, with what you I You know, I might just on. write that on the front of the notebook, honestly, because <laughs> things that, I, honestly, that entire collection should just be called things that have nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> because, yikes, it's a train wreck and a half, that notebook. But <laughs> it's it, it's entirely possible that this was just one of those things where they were watching it or it came up as a reference in this relationship that they yeah. were that that Patrick was in or whatever yeah and they just leaned into it i mean honestly what does this title mean is like the the thesis of most fallout boy discussions especially early fallout boy so yeah, yeah i think they, they there's definitely you could graph a uh this title is very long but it actually has a meaning it like and you know, versus this title is very long, but it doesn't have a meaning. Like, you could graph, like, the length versus the, you know, you understand what the title's about. And it would, like, as, I think, basically, by the time they reached uh, From Under the Cork Tree, it was, like, maximum, like, this is what it's about, this is what the song's about, and you can kind of tell that from the from the song title. And then Infinity on High, I felt like they were, like, I don't know. Um, you're crashing, but you're no wave. That sounds like a uh, Fallout Boy title. What does it mean? Like you know how waves crash? Y- yeah. Well, you know how crashing is also something that wa- that other things besides waves do. Yeah, that. Oh, right. <laughs> it almost, you know, honestly, Infinity on High kind of makes me wonder if maybe some of those lyrics were, or some of those titles were actually like lyrics from songs that didn't make the cut. Mm. But the lyric really, like, Pete was like, this sounds really badass. Yeah. Or someone in the band was like, this sounds cool. Yeah. I the whole song doesn't work for the album, but let's take this. Can, what can we do with this one really cool lyric? Right. I'm like um, a lawyer with like, all the ways I'm trying to get you off. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. So, our featured lyric is, I've got a big mouth and maybe you can handle shutting it up. I want to, one of the things I want to talk about in the brief time that we have um, is uh, the shut up kiss, which drives me crazy in rom-coms. Okay. Which is when the girl almost exclusively will be like, oh, I just, I just don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the guy shuts her up with a kiss. And I'm always like, I always say quietly to myself, shut up. Like it, it's yeah. supposed to be romantic, but like it's literally ugh, women be talking. Yeah, yeah, it, it it does it does feel a bit like women be talking. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I feel like it happens more in teen rom coms. Yeah, than adult rom coms. Agreed. And maybe that kind of like, I, I wonder if that's because that kind of like take charge. I'm gonna shut you up with a kiss. Seems more romantic when you're younger, whereas when you're an adult, you're like, just let me process out loud. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I need to talk through this. I realize I'm not making sense, but just let me have my verbal spiral. Yeah. And then we can move on from it. I, I would love to watch a movie or TV show where either a guy goes to give a shut up kiss and the and the woman is like, no, stop it. I need to right. pro- like what you just said. Or... Where he, the guy just sits there, 
you know, or, you know, the other person just sits there and lets her process. And then is like, and then she's like, I'm done. Okay. And then they, and then they can just make out a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh, what, how refreshing and would that be? <laughs> I am pretty sure that I've seen the one, the thing where he goes in for the kiss and they do the kiss. And then as soon as this kiss stops, she basically just continues her train of thought because she of, never stopped thinking about it. Right. <laughs> At the end of 10 things I hate about you, there's a little bit of a, like, uh, Heath Ledger gives, um, yeah. What's her name? Uh, what's her name? I can only think Julia of Julia Stiles. Hedl. Julia Stiles, yes. Cat is the character's name. That's why. Okay. She he gives her sort of a shut up kiss and then she breaks off and says, You know, you can't just buy me instruments every time you get in trouble. And then he says, Well, I figure there's room for all the other instruments. And then they kiss again. So I think that's a little bit that's close. That one's fine because it's one see, that one doesn't feel like she's spiraling so yeah. much as like she's talking and she's talked herself into a loop. Yeah. And she kind of can't, it's been a while since I've seen 10 Things I Had About You, so I could yeah. be wrong. But that one doesn't feel like a shut up kiss so much as an, oh, okay, but let's take a brief pause and do some, <laughs> do some smooching. Right. Um, like that one feel, that felt like they were both a party to it. Right. As oh, opposed I agree. to That's some it. of them where it feels like he's like, okay, you stop talking now. Right. I think... What am I thinking of? I think maybe a... No, there's The Simpsons. There's a Simpsons where Lisa and Nelson kiss. And this is the other thing I say. She's she's thinking, my first kiss. I always wonder who it'd be with. And Nelson's thinking, this ought to shut her up. Yeah. I feel like we haven't actually talked much about this particular lyric. We have well, talked around the lyric. But I also feel like... I don't know so, what else you have to say, but I'm okay with that. So the thing, the thing I like about this is that he reverses it. And it's not like... It would be horrible if the lyric was "You've got a big mouth and I think I can shut you up" because that would be just ridiculous. It would be, but also it feels like something that I have heard in songs before. Sure, like it, it, like it feels like the type of thing that. Let's be real: a, a group of teenage boys in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Might have said. Honestly, it feels like something that maybe I would have written at that age. Like, it's like a teenager in that era type of thing. But I like that he's like, listen, I know I have a big mouth, but I think you can handle shutting me up. Like, and I think that there's also something about maybe not necessarily it being a kiss. Like, I think, like, you can shut me up because... I. I talk so much, but I think that even if you aren't kissing me, the things that you say can leave me speechless or keep me wrapped in attention and not talking. So or I think there's just th- or or just you could ma- you can match me, you know. Right, like you, right. It it honestly the way I think about it is not so much about kissing, but as like when you have like when you have a friend who's like real high energy and almost like manic in how extroverted they are and they right. meet someone who just chills them out. Right. It it like it could it, I I feel like this is either, you know, you can match me. Like, yeah. you know, I've I've tried you know, I've dated a lot of girls who have not been able to handle everything that I am. Right. Uh, and I think you can. Or it's, you know what, I like, I could, I could use somebody to like, 
ground me a little. And I think you right. could be that person. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's also an element in this song about um, she's mean to him. Like, you laughed at my affections while I passed by mm-hmm. your direction. I think there's also possibly an element of you can shut me up by just being really mean. <laughs> like, like I think yeah. there's I think there's many shades of how you can take this, which I must say is my favorite uh, kind of Fall Out Boy lyric. And it is sort of what led to mm-hmm. this show, I think, is uh, yeah. this sort of ambiguity. That's pretty much all I have yeah. uh, to say about it. I think it's a great uh, sort of chorus or bridge um, in a song that's fine. It's not my favorite on the album. It's fine. It's a good yeah. closer. This is the last song about you as a closing song is a pretty fun way yeah. to do things. But uh, yeah. It is what it is. I feel like this whole album kind right. of like, eh. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't sound like Fall Out Boy when you this- think of fallout this, boy so but both in both in the way the music sounds and also like the, the yeah. lyrics and stuff like nothing about this album feels like what i think about when i right. hear somebody say fallout boy so it's yeah. fine i'm yeah. glad that we covered the album yeah. for the show but i am very glad to move on i am too to i think this is an this album where if this was what you heard if like Fall Out Boy handed this to you outside Warp Tour or whatever, and you listened to it. And then later someone was like, dude, have you heard the new Fall Out Boy album? And you're like, I, I heard Evening Out With Your Girlfriend. It was fine. I mean, it was it was pretty generic pop punk. They'd have to be like, no, Take This To Your Grave is, is good. It's really good. They've gotten a lot better. Like, that. it's that sort of thing. Anyways. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of, and I know that we've talked about this, but this album reminds me a lot of Newfound Glory's Nothing Gold Can Stay. In that, I heard Newfound Glory's self-titled album and the um, From the Screen to Your Stereo, and I was like, wow, I really like Newfound Glory. And because I was a teenager and not so set in my ways, I then heard Nothing Gold Can Stay, and I was like, wow, this sounds bad, but I'm into it because it's Newfound Glory. If I had been into Fallout Boy as a teenager and heard this after I was already into them, I'd be like, "Okay, this is bad, right. but I'm still gonna listen to it." Whereas now, I'm like, "There are so many much better right. Fallout Boy albums." I, I, this is not. I'm not gonna end up adding this to my iTunes. Like it's in my computer iTunes. Yeah. It's not gonna go on my phone. I'm not gonna add it into my rotation of. Fallout Boy songs. That I think I run this to is or anything. Well, like I, I refer to that the phenomenon that you're talking about as the raw sound, and a lot a lot of times I will prefer mm-hmm. the album right before the album that the band got big on, um, because it has sure. more of a raw sound, especially with like pop punk, because it'll be like faster and less more punk than pop. Yeah. Um, this is too far back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, take this to your grave versus what was their first like big single off Sugar. of yeah. Yeah, the exactly. Truth. Sugar We're Going Down, right? Yeah. And there's a big sound difference between take this to your grave, both, I mean, not necessarily in like right. production sound, like take this to your grave isn't less produced in the right. way that this is less produced, but it sounds like, like it's a, it's a whole yeah, different. Exactly sound i mean like you like you said sugar we're going down is so much more pop 
and take this to your grave is very much what I right. think of as early 2000s punk. So gr- now granted, my scope of early 2000s pump- right. punk is limited, but what I know of it sounds a lot more like take this to your grave yeah. than from under the cork tree. And so, and, and this this really honestly, it's like if I try to go back and listen to Nothing Gold Can Stay now, I'm like, yeah. there's a nostalgia element but beyond that, I'm like, I don't want to, like, if I want to listen to Newfound Glory, it's not going to be right. that album. It's the, it's the, I mean, and so, and this doesn't right. have any nostalgia for me because I didn't hear it until right. 2019. I, um, this is, and I feel this way about this album. There are songs on here that I would like to hear performed now by Follow Up Boy now. Just like there are songs, like I love, yes. um, we got into Newfound Glory and got to see them live as they were still playing songs like from Nothing Gold Can Stay, which I was always like, yay! They yeah. don't really do that. Now a song from like Sticks and Stones is like, here's an old one, which I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I actually looked up um, Honorable Mention live and found that when they were doing their to- like a tour for From Under the Cork Tree, uh, they played honorable mention, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I mean, this sounds good. Like, it sounds better. I mean, it sounded crappy because it was a video, a 2006 video recording of a live, not you know, but it sounded yeah, yeah, like yeah. it sounded a lot better than uh, this. You know what I mean? Like, they were better musicians and stuff. Yeah. So. And, well, and you and I have talked about this. I, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show, but honestly, we've been right. slow rolling the recording of this show so much uh-huh. that I don't remember what we talked about right. on the last episode. But, like, Patrick's voice, like, he ha- he's, he's yeah. really figured out yep. what his sound is so much. I mean, to the point where even Take This to Your Grave mm. doesn't sound like Patrick to me. I mean, like, it does, but it sounds like Patrick doing early 2000s pop punk as opposed to Patrick doing any other Fall Out Boy song. And this is unproduced, very, very young. Who doesn't know what he's singing. Yeah, exactly. Doing. He doesn't know what he. Yeah, like, it it sounds like he. It reminds me of when my brother was in a band in high school. And, like, I mean, he wrote the songs, he wrote the lyrics, he wrote the music. So, like, you could tell that, like, I mean, obviously he right. knew what he was doing, but he didn't have any training or panache right. or anything uh, when it came to the vocals. Because yeah. he was just really, really young. And I think that's what's going on with Patrick here. He's really young. He's trying to emulate people who maybe don't have the same sound that his right. voice is best suited yeah. for. I mean, like, honestly, if he's trying to emulate Jordan Pundick... Patrick has a right. completely different voice in so many different ways. I still think they were trying to sound a lot like Saves the Day, and he has a closer voice to Chris Conley. But Chris Conley has like a a high, like a okay. high. He's like a tenor, like he has like he has a high voice, oh, okay. like a, almost like a, a dashboard confessional level yeah. of high. And Patrick can get there, yeah. but straining. So like it, it sounds like he's like yeah. I gotta sing high like this because that's how that Saves the Day album sounds. But it's like. Think, find your own thing, and it's that yeah. it, we actually did talk about this because it's the drunk history with Panic of the Disco thing, where he's like, then Patrick realizes yeah, he, yeah, could, yeah, yeah, he yeah. could sing like a soul singer, and then they were off to the races or whatever. So, yeah, which Patrick <laughs> yeah, good realization. 
good realization. That is why you are that. That is why uh-huh. you are where you are now. If you had not come to that realization, you probably would have only made this one album that we yes. just finished talking about. Let us now, though, talk about social media. Yes, because yes. we've been going for quite some time. <laughs> okay, so social media. We, as a podcast, are on Twitter. We are at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod. However, you have to take out all the vowels because we're the worst. Mm-hmm. We also have it, uh, you have it linked in your personal uh, Twitter account, I believe. Yes, I believe I do. So that's easier. If you just if you just go to Unabashedly Aaron on Twitter, just just click click the I don't is it a link I don't remember if it's a link or if you have to like it copy is. paste. But it is. oh it you is can a link. Just click okay, right on it. Yep. Yeah, just click right on it. It's so much easier. And you know, now me apologizes for past me thinking that thanks for the lyrics with no vowels was a good thing for anybody to have to type ever the number of times i have had to type it make me apologize to you the listener for ever having to think (laughs) about it i apologize for nothing um if you search t thanks for like thanks for uh you'll probably get it because it's a it's a pretty unique thing so this is this is true um hey james how do people find you on twitter oh if you want to find me on twitter uh, i'm at unabashed james i have the title of the show in my bio but not the link because i'm just the worst so yep that's just that um you are the worst because I believe that Thanks for the Lurks was also your idea. Oh, yeah. That's why I think it's silly for you to apologize. <laughs> well, I have to apologize on behalf of... Some- Somebody has to apologize. It may as well be me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to James and Aaron's relationship. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> uh, we are on the Scavengers Network. Yes. Uh, which is at ScavengersNet yes. on Twitter. They have all their vowels. All of them. Uh, they're 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 easy to find, yeah. um, and you can find them on the internet at scavengersnetwork.com. We have just a ton of really great sibling shows, yeah. such as the Broads and the Bees, mm-hmm. which is a really sex positive, informative, um, just really interesting intergenerational podcast about sex and sexuality. Yep. And you should go check it out. We'll drop a trailer for it at the end of this episode because they have a trailer now. They do. They do. So That's can, very so exciting. We can now we can now drop the trailer for the show that we're talking about. Exactly. You can uh f- you can go uh support the Patreon for Scavengers Network at uh-huh. patreon.com/theScavengersNetwork. Um and speaking of our sibling shows, we have something kind of fun uh going on next week. We sure um, do. We're calling it the Scavenger Scramble. And basically what it is, or literally what what it is, is that <laughs> um, we are going to be, uh, everyone on the network, well, many of the people on the network are going to be doing other shows that they are not normally a part of. Um, so when you go to download our episode on next Saturday, you will find that it is one not us. And two, True. not about Fall Out Boy. But it will be a good show, and I'm excited yep. to hear. It's sort of like a, like a crossover, except for uh, the person you're crossing over to is on your show. Whoops, there they are behind you. And then <laughs> you can also... So, 
oh, we should, what we should do is we should, oh, but see, what's <laughs> fun. No, no, no. This will, so, okay, this will start um, on Monday, wow, I believe. You're, there was just a whole thing that happened. Yes. Right so, there. <laughs> um, so this will start on Monday because we don't have any Sunday shows yet. The shows that I'm going to be on are Unnatural 20s on Monday and Historical Hotties on Wednesday. I will also be on some shows, but I was not prepared to say what and when. So I know I'm going to be on Side Character Quest. Okay. I think that's a Monday. Um, I'm going to be on Fannonball, which okay. I think drops on Wednesdays. Maybe. Maybe. Might be Tuesdays. I don't... I was just... Uh, at the time of this recording, I was just on Fannonball, and I think we recorded on a Monday, and I'm pretty sure it released on Wednesday. Okay. So I think Phantomball drops on Wednesdays. So go check out those shows. Um, if Hey, if it's next Saturday and you've forgotten all about this and there's someone else on our feed, go search the shows we just said and they'll have come out at some point this week and you can hear us on them. Do we want to say who's going to be on? Oh, yeah. On this show? Okay, so we have Beth from Phantomball and Apotolesma. We have Max from Phantomball and and Insanely Haunted, and Cassie from Insanely Haunted. Yes. And I feel like if you like Fallout Boy, you'll segue nicely into that one. Yeah, I think I think you're going to you're going to like what you hear. So, yeah. uh, but all I mean like I think there's a show on every single day that's going to come out that's going to have new hosts. So, check out the Scavenger Scramble next week, and then the week after that, we're just keeping the hits on coming. The week after that, we're going to be back talking about Take This to Your Grave, but we're not going to do it alone. We're not. We have a third host joining us, like Andy Hurley, joining mm-hmm. Fallout Boy with Take This to Your Grave. We have our very good Wisconsin friend, Tracy, mm-hmm. joining us as a permanent host. And yep. hopefully her joining the show will do for us what Andy Hurley did for Fallout Boy <laughs> and make us super wicked famous. <laughs> no, no pressure, but uh, yeah, that is yeah, the, no, no uh, pressure, the only Tracy, hope. But it's all riding on you. Mm-hmm. I think though, that's it. I think so too. Cool. Hey, follow up boy. Thanks for the lyrics. The Scavengers Network, creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. Hey stud, how would you like to chat with a young, sexy babe looking for fun? Or how about a hot, lonely MILF who wants a little action? Well, that's not what this show is about. My name's Joy. And I'm Morgan. And we have a podcast all about sex stuff. Join us every week when we chat about sex and sexuality, review toys and products for the bedroom, and even recommend a new sex position or two. And the best part of all this is it's shared from an intergenerational, inclusive, and queer-friendly point of view. Join us every Tuesday on The Broads and the Bees, wherever you download podcasts. See you next Tuesday. You know, like... Nope, we get it. (laughs) Bye!